Hey guys, Greg, your local metalhead here. War with Cinema has partnered with Red Circle. If you were ever curious about who we use for podcast hosting, it's Red Circle. I've tried a few different hosting sites, and I've enjoyed my time with Red Circle the most. They make hosting your podcast as easy as possible. If you upload your show, they distribute it everywhere, even YouTube. The best part? Their base subscription is free with unlimited uploads. For a few dollars more, they will help grow your podcast to reach as many ears as possible. Start your podcast today with the link in the description. It helps us, and it helps you. If you're not interested in starting a podcast, but you want to help support the show, if you use the second link in the description, you can do a one-time donation or a monthly subscription. There is no paywall. It's simply letting us know you're enjoying the show and want us to continue. Well, now that all that's out of the way, I hope you enjoy today's episode. With Cinema. Welcome back to War with Cinema. I'm your host, Greg, a local metalhead, and with me is... Par the Collector. What's up, everybody? And last week, you chose The Northman, which is a Robert Edgar's movie, so I decided to do one of his other movies. I thought I recognized that name, and I was like, oh, thank God he made a good movie, too. The Lighthouse. Yeah. <laughs> what the fuck is this certified fresh on the front of this? Like, I don't understand it. It is a hundred out of a hundred. Fuck you. No, it isn't. <laughs> no, it isn't. <laughs> Shit me. What, you didn't like The Lighthouse? Dude. It is 90% on Rotten Tomatoes. God damn audience it. score, 72. That's still pretty good. That is, dude. Score. I don't understand it. Like, maybe the, you know what it is? You know what it is, Greg? This movie ain't for me. That's what it is. <laughs> I know. This That's, movie ain't for me. It's been a hot minute since I've given you, like, an art house movie. So I was like. I was like halfway through it and I was like, God damn it. It's another Descent to Madness. Yep. I was like, shit. <laughs> We haven't got one of these in a minute, so. But I will say this. This one was fucking beautifully acted. Can't hate on that. I mean, you really can't. Um, all the disdain I have for this movie, just letting y'all know before we get into it, is purely personal. Mm. Like, shit I didn't enjoy. Not to say, like I said, this movie could be a fucking masterpiece. I just ain't for me, I guess. But here we go. So you have uh, two guys. They're going to... Uh, work at this lighthouse and I'm guessing like early 19s shit I'm not even sure it's probably like in the 1800s is it maybe I don't know man I feel like it's no it's definitely back in the day right let's we can agree on that there's no electricity I think it's like the late 1800s right yeah it's turn of the century shit more so because of the way they speak is why I say that the only reason I thought that is because they had the 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 gears and shit that turned the lighthouse and all that. So I would figure that had to be somewhat industrial. Well, cars were made in the early 1900s. Well, that's what I'm saying. So maybe it was, yeah. it was in that era. Right. Anyways, it does add a lot to it though. Cause people, you tell two people, it's just two people stuck at a lighthouse. They're like, what the fuck you can watch TV or whatever. Like it wouldn't be that big a deal. Right. But back in the day, the only shit. entertainment you had is work. And all they had drinking. Is, all they had is their work. Yeah. And, uh, you get uh, Willem Dafoe's character, who is the old sea shanty. You know, mm-hmm. he's been the old war, the old water dog. Um, he's been a sailor. He was a sailor for a while, forever. And when he couldn't be on the, he fucked his leg up. So now that he can't be on the ocean, he's got to do. He's got to do this. This is like close as he feels. And lighthouses, what they do is they shine a light to let. Uh, I think people know what lighthouses do. <laughs> You'd be fucking surprised, bro. They yeah. probably th- some people probably think they're just for decoration. <laughs> no, people be like they don't know what the actual purpose is. They just think it's like art or like oh, that's a really old. Building. That's what I'm saying. They just think yeah. it's like oh, that's nice. Yeah, they built that for this parking lot. That's cool. <laughs> like you know. Oh my god! They didn't know that at one point in time it served a purpose. They still serve a purpose. There's still real lighthouses out there for boats. <laughs> to let them know, like, hey, don't come over here. There's land. Yeah, right. Or, or, or hey, motherfucker, there's land. This is where we. This is where the land's at. Come over here. Yeah. If you've been out there for a while, right. Anyways, patronize me about what people know of lighthouses. People I'm just saying. They don't even know the capitals of their own states they fucking live in. Okay, fair enough. For you idiots out there that don't know what a fucking lighthouse is. <laughs> See, but I was doing it in a way that I didn't have to say it like that. You know? So 
Maybe I didn't know what a fucking lighthouse was, Greg. So you're just telling yourself, you're giving yourself a lighthouse lesson on the podcast? More entertaining than the first half of this fucking movie. Let me tell you that. Breaking down lighthouse. What were they for? They were on the edge. There's a lot of water. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, fuck you. That was great. Uh, Anyways, so Robert Pattinson's character. uh, He's a newbie. He's a newbie. He's never done this before. Right. And he's the keeper is what they call him. And uh, you got the you got the lamp man, which is Willem Dafoe. And you got the keeper. Pretty much Keeper's just bitch boy. He just cleans up everything. and Yeah, and then uh, later on he can get, like, Willem Dafoe, I think, says later, like, one day you'll have your own he'll lamp, be lamp to take He'll up. be in the lamp in no time. Yeah, right. And he's like, why the fuck haven't you shown it to me? Yeah. Um. So it's, it's like I said, it's there's nothing to do. There's no radio. There's no shit. All he's got is Willem Dafoe to talk to, and Willem Dafoe is an old grumpy bastard who just is kind of like a dick who just barks orders at him all fucking day. And mm-hmm. he's like, Hey man, talk to me now that it was just, I'm sitting here and we're not doing anything other than eating. And he's like, motherfucker, I don't like to talk. And he's like, fuck you. We got to talk. Like there's a, there's a very much a power dynamic. Yeah. Kind of like master and student type deal. And, uh, Will Defoe, He's like trying to like kind of school him on how to do things or like has views on shit. But at the same time, Robert Pattinson don't really doesn't doesn't care at the beginning. You know, he's just like, what the fuck? Yeah, there there is this one part in the beginning. He's like, because they're only supposed to be there for four weeks. Mm. And he's like, toast to, you know, a good four weeks or whatever. And he's like, I don't drink. He's like, well, it's bad luck to leave a toast untoasted. So he dumps it out, gets some water, and then follows through. I just think it's super interesting because as the movie goes on, <laughs> drinking becomes a, yeah. a staple in this movie. But it's more of bad luck. Yeah, it, it kind of like lets you know that that's where it's headed. Right. Um. And then he's like I said, he doesn't really want to talk to him because he's like, "Motherfucker, you've been working me like a a fucking mule all day, like a dog. A dog's yeah. important. Yeah. And like, I just want to fucking sit here and eat my food, man. Right." So he's like starting to talk to him, but he's kind of patronizing him when he's talking to him. And he's like, bitch, I didn't even want to talk to you. And now you're fucking kind of being a dick about it. And then he just stands up and gives him a fucking jab to the nose. Because <laughs> he didn't say he said some shit he didn't like or uh, didn't agree with. And like you said, it kind of lets you know the power dynamic now. Like he's going to be the the bully and you know, he's going to be the one taking it. Um. So as the as the days go on, you know. He's a little bit more uh, starting to get a little more loopy. And then like the last day gets there and he's like at the end of his shit. And that's what you said. Uh, him and Willem Dafoe sit down and he's like, hey, man, um, I just want to let you know you've been doing a pretty good job. And uh, I thought there was a couple times you were going to split my head open while I was sleeping, but you didn't. And you'll get your own lamp in no time or whatever. Mm-hmm. Well, throughout the movie, there's a uh, there's a seagull, a one eyed seagull yeah. that keeps fucking with uh, Robert Pattinson's character, and he tells him he's like, "I seen you fighting with that seagull. Don't kill a gull. Don't kill a gull because it's bad luck." And apparently, that's apparently this whole movie's based off a true story. By the way, right? I didn't know that. Just learned that. And seagulls are that's a based on a true thing the, the, too. The, the souls of dead sailors. I didn't know that. Yeah. I feel like I'd heard it somewhere, but I mean, yeah. So that's basically what it is. Like that's why it's bad luck to keep kill a seagull because it's the what you said. And so oh. this fucking seagull keeps fucking with him. So eventually, it comes a time he's like had it with everything, had it with fucking Willem Dafoe, had it with this fucking lighthouse, had it with this fucking seagull. So he grabs it by the neck murders and just the fuck it, murders, murders the fuck out of it, murders the fuck. I love the way they did that, by the way. Like when he slaps it on the fuck, you see the like blood or whatever it is that they have inside that thing, just like splatters a little bit. I was like, oh, it's so nice. Um, there's a lot of imagery in this movie. A lot of uh, oh I yeah, like, we could know. speak on it because he used old film and um old stock to kind of give it that like is what kind of breaks him when he does that to the seagull he looks down and i guess i don't know what it is for is it their well that they get their water from no i think that's the fuel well like it fuels the lighthouse oh, okay 
That's what I was assuming. I don't know anything about lighthouses or old ass lighthouses, so that's what I'm assuming. Oh, earlier you were a fucking expert on them. No, I know the fucking light (laughs) tells the boats where to go. That's about as much as I know about a lighthouse. (laughs) Um, But yeah, the... uh... When you when he looks into it, there's a fucking seagull that had flown into it, right? Which he's supposed to keep the fucking like a lid on it because at the beginning, when the first time it shows you dumping shit into it, mm-hmm. he p- takes the lid off and then he puts the lid back on. And he's like stirring it and shit, and then you know it is what it is. But this time, it's like the lid had been off and the seagull was just in there looking at him like all fucked up, and he just fucking lost it. Mm-hmm. He said, "Well, hey, I'm on that." The other one that yeah. landed in front of him. And like you said, imagery, because it shows the uh, the wind mm-hmm. thing, and it just like completely does a 180 and shows the winds have changed. Because they're supposed to be going back the next day, getting picked up and going back to their old lives, but lo and behold, the fucking boat doesn't show up because storms are brewing. And this is when shit starts to... They get fucking hammered ass drunk, and he ends up like fucking... Telling him how he felt about him and shit. The, the motherfuckers end up fighting and everything else. And yeah, he also gave the story about his old boss. He worked for the guy. He watched him die. Fall into the fall into the logs or whatever it was because yeah. he was a lumber mill guy. And uh, he's like, I could have helped him, but I didn't. I just watched him die kind of thing. Mm. But he told him this when he was super drunk because... Willem Dafoe later, he's like, you spilled your beans, and it's like kind of like an ongoing thing. Why'd you spill your beans? Dude? Yeah, why'd you spill the beans? And uh, that was a good scene with old Pattinson. Like, that was some real acting right there. Yeah, I think he did a pretty good job in this movie. I, I yeah, didn't man, mind. Willem Dafoe, both, Willem Dafoe like, was in his bag in this one. I feel like they both should get an Oscar for this bitch. Honestly. I think Willem Dafoe did. I don't know for sure, but anyway. They, um... Yeah, they both gave very strong performances. Mm-hmm. Oh, nominated for one Oscar. Uh, 34 wins, 139 nominations total. Damn. Nominee, Best Achievement in Cinematography. Good job. Nominated Best Cinematography. They didn't mm. win. They didn't win, but... But they're fucking... They're, what they, the performances they gave, though? Like, can't tell me, like, because the way they... Uh, the way that their relationship progresses through this movie, like, you know that they had to be around each other a lot. And, like, yeah, because there they is had to be comfortable enough to do a lot of that shit together. Right. They, I think you do get a sense of Stockholm Syndrome, where that's the one person you're around all the time. So you do catch, like, not romantic feelings, but you do catch a bondness with them. Yeah, because, I mean, fuck, that's the only person you got contact with, you know? Right, and somebody made the comment that this is a symbolism on, like, love and violence, because they do get close, but there was that moment where they were, like, about to kiss, and they ended up just fighting, so. It's just... Yeah, well, on the foe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) It's the thing... I like about this movie is there's a lot of symbolism. There's a lot of like underlying meaning. There's a lot of stuff to pick apart, but the the overall, I don't think there's like an overall meaning. You know what I mean? Most of the movies I give you, it's like an overarching message. And I don't think this one has it. I think it's a bunch of little messages like sprinkled throughout the whole movie. Yeah. If you're taking an overall message, it's just don't go work at a fucking lighthouse. Yeah. Right. You know, don't drink the turpentine. Don't drink any of that shit. (laughs) Dude. That scene where they're both just fucking guzzling a bottle of fucking liquor, dude. Like, I was just like, that's fucking good cinematography right there. Just showing them, like, they're both just like, fuck you, I could do it faster, I could do more, you know? I just feel like that's some shit, like, somebody would actually do if they were stranded on a fucking... I love how he he knew he was going to be there for a while. Willem Dafoe knew they were going to be there for a while, so he starts digging. And he digs this fucking crate of alcohol. Like, I fucking loved that. He said, uh, yeah, but I loved how he didn't tell him until the next morning. Mm -hmm. So like Willem Dafoe is like, like I said, he's the older dude. He knows that he, you know what I mean? He's kind of deceitful, but at the same time, he never really lied to him. Yeah. And Robert Pattinson's character, everything about him is a lie. And that's the thing is like, he he trusts this guy enough to like, let him in on who he really was. But at the same time, it was kind of like Willem Dafoe was like, fuck you, we ain't that cool, I don't know why you're doing this, mm-hmm. like, you know what I mean? Yeah. Because it turned out that, like, Will Nafoe, like, he kept lying about how he fucked his leg up, 
and like how he wasn't able to be on the boat anymore. Mm-hmm. And Robert Pattinson, towards the end of the movie, gets a hold of his journal that he has to keep for the job, I'm assuming. Yeah. And he finds out that he never was in the in the Navy or whatever. Like, he never was a seaman. Mm-hmm. He never was, like, he never Any was. Any of that stuff he says he right. was, right. And he's like, you're just a fucking old piece of shit that's been at this lighthouse the whole time. Mm-hmm. Like, what the fuck's up there? And that's what he's like. He's literally going to say because all he does is grueling ass manual labor all day. And he just looks up at night and sees this fucking light going. Well, I think it also has a uh, that lighthouse is like a desire. Yeah. There's yeah, another yeah. symbolism with desire because Willem, unknown, whatever. Willem Dafoe know. is like, that's mine. You can't have it. Mm-hmm. And that's all he wants now is because he can't have it. So now, like, there's even the time he goes up to the lighthouse, gets really close, but it's locked. So he can't fully get up there. But there's this fucking tentacle, like ooh, like dripping ooze or whatever. Like it's so like, oh, I want, I want it. And uh, it's another little. You get to see mermaid. I thought it was a siren. Clearly a mermaid. Apparently, it was supposed to have the looks of a shark's vagina. Well, they definitely made a giant vagina in the middle of it. Well, this apparently is what a shark's vagina looks like. So, because he was Fun on facts. there, he's going to work. Dude. Yeah. Um, yeah, the Robert Pattinson did a great job of going fucking insane in this movie. I really do feel like, like I've never felt more confident in his Batman. Like, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> going forward than I do after watching. That's this. probably the reason he got Batman is because of this movie. Like, they saw it. Yeah, yeah for yeah, sure. Yeah. Oh, this guy could definitely fucking go there. Dude. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, we're doing that. <laughs> Call him. You're the new Bruce Wayne. I think people just give him shit because of the fucking Twilight movies. But really he actually is. is a pretty decent actor. But that's why I'll say, dude, I feel like since those movies, he's done nothing but movies like this. That, right. Like, he has to show some fucking range. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like he wants people to know like, motherfucker, that was just because I was young and I wanted money. I need. Yeah, I, I needed, needed money. Fucking, I like nice things, too. Right, you know right, what right. I'm saying? <laughs> like, and he did that Water for Elephants. He did another one where he plays a guy that uh, should have died on 9-11, mm-hmm. but he didn't, like, for some reason. And he's, he just does all these character-driven movies that it's like he's trying to show everybody, like, prove everybody wrong. Like, motherfucker, I'm more than that shit. Right. You know? And, uh, which really surprised me more than anything why he took the Batman role, because I was like, I thought you were trying to get away from being blockbuster boy. Yeah, but it's fucking Batman. Plus, I mean, it's like a different take. It's not that Batman wasn't really a popcorn movie. It was trying to be like a serious yeah. like crime drama. Just, you know, that has that superhero element to it. Because you really could have stripped away the Batman and the villains and left it what it is. And it would have been a good, fine crime drama. Maybe. Maybe. I don't know. Uh, but. Yeah, I just, I just, I really did appreciate that out of it. I didn't, obviously, like I said, the movie kind of dragged in certain areas for me, but I get it that it's necessary because they have to show the strain on his mind. They have to show the strain on his, on his body, his, his overall, like, you know, look, outlook on things. Yeah, even um, Robert Eggers was talking to the cinematographer. He's like, atmosphere before anything. Yeah. So. And you feel it. You feel it the the desperation mm-hmm. like you feel all that like it's such a good job of showing like as they're getting in like as they're starting to hate each other more like the fucking wind like you said the Picks waves up, yeah. hitting like they have like a huge fight and then like i said they have the scene where they're just fucking chugging the alcohol and then they're fucking dancing and then they're drinking under a fucking table and then boom the fucking storm just comes through the window mm-hmm. and uh like you said, it shows them slow dancing. Like I said, like they hate each other, but at the same time, it's like I don't want to be alone. Yeah, yeah. It's so, this, it's this power dynamic, but with this like love versus hate kind of being forced together. Because there's another scene where Robert Pattinson is like, I don't give a fuck anymore. He puts a life jacket on, goes to push the fucking uh, lifeboat out into the water, and Will and the foe comes out that bitch charging with a fucking axe. <laughs> don't leave me, Pom! Bam! Just starts bamming on that bitch. Yeah, and then he chases him all the way back to the lighthouse, and then he changes the story. He's like, "You did that. You did that. You're the one that." And that's the thing about this movie is it doesn't explain anything, so you're not sure if he's telling the truth or what really happened. You know, what we saw was really what happened. 
I think that Willem Dafoe lost his had already lost his mind. Oh, you from, think so? From, He's already yeah, for inside. real. And I think that he is the one that was responsible for his previous keeper's death. Like, oh yeah, and that's how he gets his kicks as he drives him crazy. Like, could you imagine? Like, I have to. That's take, probably. The, I have to take uh, care of this lighthouse and keep this light going. What do I do for entertainment? All my new workers. I'm just gonna see if I can make them insane. That's pretty funny. Because he's like, <laughs> I fucking work. I fucking work hard. I work as hard as any man does. And he's like, you're a fucking, you're a worthless dog and shit like that. Like, he was just like, you're a fucking liar. You don't do anything. Because there's a point earlier in the movie that he's like, I want you to fucking do these floors. They're filthy. You haven't done them yet. And he's like, what are you talking about? I fucking swept and mopped them twice today. Mm-hmm. And he's like, you, he's like, you did not do it again. And he's like, this is bullshit. Like, man, you're working me to fucking death. And now you want me to redo some shit I already did? And he's like. And then he goes into this big fucking spiel about how it's his responsibility. And if he wants him to take every fucking nail out of the floor and put new ones in so they all fucking shine. No, he's like, even if you can like uh, uh, suck them clean till they sparkle and then put it all back together twice. That's what you're going to (laughs) do. And it's just like you said, it's like showing him that he's in charge. He's got the power and you're just fucking stuck. (laughs) But that's all leading up to. It doesn't really go bad until, like you said, until they're supposed to leave and then they don't. And then they're only there for like 10 more days. And they I go. think they were there for 28 days in total or 28. Because nah, four weeks is a month. Yeah. So they were there like a month and a week yeah. and a couple of days. Sure. But anyways, like, because he says that the day after the fucking storm, like, breaks into the house, Willem Dafoe's like, you told me everything last night, you know. And uh, he's like, we've been here five weeks, two days, eight hours, some shit like that. And uh, he's like, what did you, he's like, what do you, what did you think was going to happen? Like, you know, were you going to, were you going to kill me? You know, like, you know, he's asking and because he's, he's already smashed the boat. He's already done all that. And he's like, it's like I said, that's what made me think like that was his plan all along was like. This is all I got now because I'm fucked up, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because he's still blaming everything on Robert Pattinson. Like, you're doing this to yourself. Like, I'm not doing this to you. I do love their little squabbles that they have over, like, dumb shit because he's like, you like my cooking, don't you? He's like, I would, he's like, I would do anything for steak right now. I would fuck it. (laughs) That's what he says. I fuck the steak, like, because they're fucked up. Right. But I love, he's like, you liked my lobster, though, didn't you? And, Robert Pattinson's like shaking his head. (laughs) He gets up. He looks like he's about to go into tears. And that's the thing is it comes back to like masculinity and love and fighting and everything. So instead of like getting emotional, he stands up and fucking curses him with with Trident tune. Like, (laughs) but it's fucked up because that's how he died. Yeah. Like spoilers, but yeah, dude, like, and he's like, that's how you want to be about it. Your lobster was good. Yeah, I guess we could. Uh, so it's got a couple. It's got a couple parts that are like funny, like unintentionally. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but they do have some like mythos stuff to it because there's the story of a uh, Prometheus who steals the fire from the gods to give it to the people, and Zeus punishes him by having tying him up and having a bird eat his liver, and for all eternity. It's kind of the end of the movie as he finally kills uh willem dafoe so fucking cold too boy i know puts the axe right through his skull one-handed dude yeah 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 he was in batman shape for well, i was shit. gonna say he made that shit look look fucking light like he was splitting a melon <laughs> dude the sound bro i was like the Ooh. fucking effects when it splashes back up i was oh, like it's in his face you felt that shit and then uh he makes his way up to the lighthouse and somebody made a comment about this is extreme pleasure but extreme pain at the same time that's what he's feeling looking into the lighthouse it's like both it's kind of an allegory for the for that uh he falls down the stairs and the next shot is the birds eating his insides Mm -hmm. so it's the story of prometheus so there's a lot of like little things too close to the sun yeah 
it, it like I said, there's a lot of graphic scenes. Like I said, it's all all very like I said, the imagery, the 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 how it's woven into like the meanings and stuff, the yeah. little things. It's very good. Uh, like I said, it's just not my kind of movie. You know what I mean? No, but I know. I thought they both did a great job. It was shot fucking great. Uh, you know what I mean? There was things to like about it. Um, not nah, I didn't hate it, but it wasn't it wasn't the best for me. Personally. Yeah, oh, I know. That's why I, I miss giving these kind of movies. I, was, I love I said, exploring I was like, those. I was like, Greg's tired of the love fest. I was like, yeah, yeah we've been giving each other like movies layups. we both loves. Like, layups, I'm yeah. sick of it. <laughs> well, I can't help that the movies that I love are just universally loved, man. You're a monster if you don't like them. You know what I mean? <laughs> can't help that. I know, but I've been feeding into it. But these, but this, but this one was, this was definitely like, this felt like the first Greg pick in a minute. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, uh. I know when you picked the Northman, I was like, ooh, I already know what I'm going to give him before we even talk about the Northman. You know what though? Uh, going off of the Northman, cause like you said, you were like, it's not, you told me that was the one thing you said to me before I picked it. You were like, it's not what you think it is mm-hmm. because I was just thinking it was going to be like a dumb action movie. But like I said, with all the North. Norse mythos and yeah, yeah, yeah. stuff like that. It actually made it a lot trippier, and like I could see where some people wouldn't have liked it because mm-hmm. they just thought they were going in for Braveheart. They, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> right. Like a lot of people didn't want to fuck with that, but I enjoyed that aspect of it. So I would have, if you would have picked the Northman instead of me, it would have made sense. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But I, I went ahead and took that one for you. But the movie I wanted to do this week, man. I needed to bounce back because to get to wipe the fucking taste of this one out of my mouth. Don't go to a territory that I've been throwing around in my mind because I have a bunch of comedies like cult comedies that I've been wanting to do, but I haven't been giving them to you because not all comedy is created equal. Right. So if you go into a comedy, it is I'm, a comedy. I'm going to start giving them back to you. So just letting you know this what is, you're getting into. This one is hilarious though. <laughs> What what is it? Bedazzled. Oh God. With Brendan Fraser. So the great Elizabeth Hurley. Fun little fucking backstory with Brendan Fraser. So I'm sure on the podcast, if you've been listening to it for a while, I have said I am not the biggest fan of Brendan Fraser. Like I just I haven't been a fan of his acting. Like, really? Yeah, there's a couple of things that I like of his, like Airheads. Airheads is great. Um, and I think Encino Man's funny. Hate George of the Jungle. George of the Jungle is just I'm not, sticky. I'm not fun. a fan of like the Scorpion. No. Don't you dare. The mummies are fucking great. I don't like them. I don't like them. You're a crazy person. So, but he just did the movie The Whale with Darren Aronofsky. He got a standing ovation. Yeah. You know, that brought him to tears. And I, I think he's like a genuinely good person. So I don't want to trash on him anymore. I'm going to go into Bedazzle with like an open mind. It's, it's a good I'm going to accept this man into my it? heart. No, I've never oh seen it. Oh my God. I'm excited. I just now. know of it. I am excited now because it's funny. It didn't he do monkey bone. Yeah. That we should watch that. <laughs> we should watch that. <laughs> I think that was the one I watched. I'm like, I don't think I like If that was their first Brendan Fraser movie that I'd understand why you don't <laughs> like him. Cause like barely, I am a huge Brendan Fraser fan yeah. and I almost was like, yeah, bro, you're losing it. But no, this I is, remember watching that and being like, oh, what but I love this? the mummies. Like, I'm, I'm not a fan of them. But uh, every time I go to Universal, I ride the I ride the ride. <laughs> I do. But yeah, this one, uh, I, I, I give it a six five, dude. Six five. That's it, pretty like low. I said, all my disdain for this movie is personal. And it's not that it wasn't well made. and It's not that it wasn't well acted. And yeah, it's just like you said, it's not made for you. <laughs> it's not mean for me. So that's why it's a par rating. It's a six five for me. Uh when you obviously you showed us you showed me the numbers. Ninety percent on Rotten Tomatoes, seventy two percent audience score. I mean, people love this movie. True film uh aficionados. Yes, like film junkies, this is for y'all. Yeah. Uh for Mr. Popcorn like me, this 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 one I would have stayed home. Yeah. You know what I mean? I don't give these kind of movies to you because think you're gonna hate them and i'm just trying to torture you i genuinely like knowing what your kind of perspective is like people like 
you, like you said, popcorn man, you like those theatrical movies. Like you, we were talking about the Marvel movies before we even hit record. You like those kind of movies. So mm-hmm. I, it is interesting to me what you get from these kind of movies when we watch them. Yeah. So I do love your perspective. Yeah. And like I said, I, I, you, you wouldn't, like I said, when we first started doing this, I would have just been like, I would have been like, bro, you're fucking mad at me. Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. Giving me this fucking movie, you know? But like I said, I understand what you like about it and I understand what other people enjoy about it. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? There are things, there are scenes in this movie that will stick with me forever. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's just got that kind of impact, like the the strong of the scene, uh, the impact it shows on you. Um, but like I said, it's just not a movie that I enjoy. Personally. Right. Yeah, I get you that. Know? This but, gets a Greg, a full... Greg, Greg seal rec- of approval. Yeah. Greg seal of a recommendation because yeah. I loved it. And I love the kind of movies after you watch it, you're like, I enjoyed this, but I'm not sure why. And then you have to go back. That's and what it was. Like pick it apart. That's what it was. If I did watch it again, I probably would pick up on a few things a little bit more. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's what I, that's what I like doing is I'll watch a movie. I was like, I liked that. And there's more to it than I realize to dig through for it so yeah. i go back and i kind of pick apart it and see what things mean to me and shit like that that's the shit that i love doing when when watching movies so this one gets that recommendation for that kind of movie there is one i want to do on the podcast i'm not going to say what it is but it had the opposite effect is it was a lot of wannabe symbolism mm-hmm. and then after i was done i'm like i didn't like that and i'm not sure why <laughs> So it was just confusing and just didn't make sense. And it was, I think it missed its mark. I might do it one day just to see what you thought of it. It's a pretty wild movie. It's on Netflix. Okay. I don't want to say what it is because I don't want anybody to jump on us. Jump on us. Yeah. But yeah. Uh, yeah. There's a lot of emotions, a huge range of emotions when, you know, going through this, there's a lot of anger and the sad and the, and the envy and, you know, it, it is well, it is a good movie. Don't mm-hmm. get me wrong by my rating. Like, I don't want you to think that I didn't think it was a good movie. I just. Yeah, it's a personal rating. It's right. not like a uh, a rating of the overall making of the movie. Well, I mean, at the same time, like, you know, I know that it's war with cinema. And if I didn't like the fucking movie, I didn't like the movie. But right. when people listen to this podcast, I don't want you to think because I hated this movie that you're going to automatically hate this yeah. fucking movie. But I will say that if you are my type of movie watcher that you are into the popcorn flicks you're not going to enjoy this one i will tell you that but as the film critic slash you know you know keeping an open mind going into it every movie now it's not a bad movie it is a good movie so yeah i think i think people that's why people love it so much you know Mm -hmm. it is a very good artistic movie yeah and i will say that like it wasn't so like out there with the symbolism that you couldn't keep up. Right. You know right, what I right. mean? Like yeah. you weren't so lost in what you were looking at that it was just like, what the fuck are we even doing here? You know yeah. what I mean? That movie that I was talking about, it's that. Right. Like it has these symbolisms. Like, what are we doing? There's what are we trying to say? There's a plot to hold you, hold you down. Right. It's, it's rooted in it. And it, and that's what makes the symbolism and the imagery work in this movie. Mm-hmm. Because you feel that fucking, you feel him like going insane day by day. Like, you know what I mean? It did a good job of that. Like, yeah. So, you know, <laughs> well, I'm just saying <laughs> we've, we've watched enough of these movies together. You know what I mean? With the, the sitting of madness that like that to me is what it's about. Like if you don't show the trip to fucking La La Land, mm-hmm. if it doesn't pay off for me, I hate it. Yeah. But if it pays off and it's like, holy fuck that I did not see that coming. Right. And I don't know why I like this. Like, genre of movies it's it's your your guilty pleasure i know but it's like you can usually be like i like it because but i've always been drawn to like descent to madness movies i think it's because of the one thing that like scares me is like losing your mind or whatever it like it's scary but it's it's fun to watch other people go through it in movies but not to actually like go through you like standing standing close to the flame it's fine yeah yeah i get it you like that peek (laughs) into the door and that's cool man we all got shit like that Right. right um 
But that's why I like doing this with you, man, because your mind does wonder things like that. And you do want to see things like that. Like, I don't venture out in shit like that because I don't want those thoughts. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? It's, so that's why I enjoy getting these movies sometimes, too, because it lets me know, like, holy fuck, dude, if you really thought about it, like, <laughs> it's scary, you know? So, I mean, it's, it, that's why it's enjoyable. Right. And like you said, if we both just like the same shit all the time, like, this would be super boring. Yeah. But I just wanted to point out before the end of the episode that, you know, last week, the dedication of this podcast, ladies and gentlemen, like, we did this in an active hurricane. Did y'all even know that? Did I mention that last week? No. We recorded it during a hurricane, Greg. Was it during the hurricane? It was. It was. So... Just to let y'all know, World Cinema, that's how much we care about this. I don't think it was during the hurricane. It was, like, dude. It was during the hurricane. Like, it was closing down upon us, but it was just... I worked through it. <laughs> like, we, 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 were, we were doing that shit through the hurricane, bro. A Florida hurricane. Yeah, we podcast in hurricanes. I'm getting that on a shirt. We podcast in hurricanes. During hurricanes. Because we're going to make sure y'all get this. Podcast rain, sleet, or fucking snow. <laughs> I know we were supposed to do this one sooner, but I got fucking sick. Yes. Probably the hurricane. Blushing around the fucking... Well, you were in Chi-Town. You know, like I said, man, you can't pass through an airport anymore in this day and age and not pick something up. Dude. This is true. Like, it's just unfortunate. And the crazy temperature changes. Ugh. Yeah, you were like in snow and then back to 80, and now it's fucking cold here. Yeah, what the For fuck? some reason. So, like, and yeah. I work in a cooler, yeah. so it's too. just all over the fucking place. My body's like, can you fucking calm down? Could you just pick one or the other for a little bit? Yeah, just stay there for a minute. <laughs> so, but I'm glad you're feeling better. Appreciate it. We got back to it, but I think that you're going to enjoy this one because like, this movie is funny as shit. I'm excited to watch it. I haven't watched it in a while. Yeah, now I have to now I have to sit here and think about like these uh, comedies that I want to give you because one of them, uh, the Coen brothers, oh God, I can't fucking think of it. Uh, Burn After Reading. Uh-huh. I've been wanting to talk about it so bad. I haven't seen it in a while. It's, I don't think I've seen it since I since I watched it. It lives rent free in my brain because yeah. I love it so much. Like I think about it constantly, and I want to talk about it. Like because there's a lot of people that say they don't like it, and I'm like, there's a point to that. Like, and I want to like delve into it. Yeah, we'll get it. Uh, maybe we'll get it. There's a sure. couple others that I want to I want to do too. I was like when I first finished the movie, I was in there. I was like, you know what? Greg gave me a fucking Descent to Madness movie, so I'm giving him a sports movie just because I know. Yeah, he's like, I know you don't like these, but guess what? We're going to do one anyways. <laughs> just because. But I, I calmed down and I was like, you know what? I'm going to give him a comedy because that movie was sad as shit and I need to laugh. So <laughs> that's why we're doing Bedazzled. And I was telling somebody about it at work the other day. He was like, man, I'm making a deal with the devil for that. I was like, oh, you ever seen Bedazzled? And he was like, what the fuck is that? Uh, and then it made me feel old because I was like, man, how do you not see Bedazzled? Yeah, you gotta. We're getting to that age where we need to pay attention to the, the audience that we're talking to. This is one of the first DVDs I ever owned, Greg. Yeah. Like, this shit still has my dead dog's uh, chew marks on the case. Like, wow. Yeah. That, uh, I need to like, update it. It's, a, it's, sell it anymore. It's, it's like a personal thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um,. I don't know why. I think it's just because I haven't been a huge fan of Brenda Fraser, so I was like, I'm not gonna watch that. I, I feel care. like this is one of his. Like, this is a hit of his. Yeah, people like the Mummy because they got action and the comedy. Mm-hmm. Um, but I would say this and like Blast from the Past. Those are like his two best movies. I think Airheads. I fucking oh, love I love it. Airheads, but it's a great cast in Airheads. Like, yeah. everybody's good in that movie. You right, got Sandler. And- you got Bashimi. Like, they all kill it in that movie. And the thing I love about Adam Sandler is he doesn't steal the show. He was still on the come up. Like, he just, he was on SNL when he did that shit. Right. Yeah, so. So it's the one few times that he's not, like, the spectacle of the right. fucking movie. He's, like, a part of this ensemble. And Bashimi, bro. Bashimi just fucking, you could put him in anything, man. And oh, he's, 100%. He's, he's just the perfect fucking uh, sec, uh, supporting guy. Yeah. Like, this is. Airheads was one of those ones. Uh, I should have picked fucking Airheads, bro. <laughs> now I want to watch Airheads. Fuck. <laughs> um, but Bashimi's like before he got to wild, I guess. Like 
I you know how Al Pacino, like he was a good yeah. actor and then he got exaggerated. I think Bashimi kind of went through the same thing. Like he was a serious actor. And I think Airheads is when he was in his like seriousness and then got exaggerated. Well, the other movie I was going to pick to you, the reason I didn't was because it was a streamer. Saturday Night Lights. No. What? Friday Night Lights, by the way. Sunday Night Lights. No, dude. <laughs> Yo, I was going to give you, um, I was going to give you things to do in Denver when you're dead. It's a gangster movie. Oh, right, right, right. Andy Garcia. It's really good. I was going to pick that. Steve Buscemi's in that one, too. Mm. But uh, it wasn't streaming, and we didn't have that talk. But like I said, I wanted to have a laugh after that. So, Well, you're going to get a lot of laughs. My next pick will probably be things to do in Denver. Actually, I can't do comedies, because you know why? Because after this movie, we're going to be starting the Christmas kickoff. Oh, yeah. Because we're going to go watch Violent Night. Violent Night. I think we're going to do like a full blown review on that one. Yeah, for sure. But this what I'm saying is, and then it kicks off the Christmas movies because I'm going to go in a different direction this year. You going Christmas horror? How'd you know? I just felt it. You felt it? I just felt it. I was like, I don't know. There's a couple of Christmas horror movies that I want to do. There's like, one I've seen. Gonna give me the fucking Krampus. <laughs> I've thought about it, but I haven't seen that one. But there's one I watched last year, the year before last. And I'm like, this was a really good movie. And I want to watch it and talk about it. Right. And then there's another one that's in the trenches of uh, cult Christmas horror movies that I've been kind of wanting to watch. Jack Frost. <laughs> Have you seen that? No. That's a good one. Is it? It's a good Well, it's stupid as shit, but it's hilarious. So you can do regular Christmas movies. I'm going to go Christmas horror this year. Right, that's fair enough. Yeah. We're going to do Surviving Christmas again. God damn it. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Revisited. Revisited. Let's not. <laughs> no, but uh, I'm excited about Violent Night, and I'm also excited about the Christmas Story miniseries they're doing on HBO Max. Is that a miniseries? I thought they were like rebooting a Christmas story. No, it's it's Ralphie is the grown-up. It's all the original cast. Oh, I thought it was like a reboot. I didn't realize it was a series. Yeah, it's like a mini series. It's like four episodes. I, think. I didn't know that. Yeah, it starts a couple weeks. A Christmas Story was one of those ones I didn't watch when I was younger. Oh, I loved it when I was. And a I kid. watched it when I was older, and it was kind of already yeah. dated. Yeah. So I don't have that sentimental attachment to it like everyone else does. That is probably the most sentimental Christmas movie I like. With uh, probably that and Home Alone. I was gonna say Home Alone, hands down. Yeah. Like, Die Hard, of course. Shut up. Um, We're definitely doing Die Hard. This somebody Christmas. said something. They're like, if Die Hard's a movie, then. Oh, fuck. I can't fucking remember. But it was another action movie that took a place during Christmas. And There's like, a bunch of them. Reindeer <laughs> Games is technically a Christmas movie. I know. It's in our Christmas rotation now. You're welcome. Thank you. Yeah. What's well, a pecan fucking pie? <laughs> <laughs> movie's so fucking bad so bad it's great so bad it's great it really is Charlie's uh, Theron so sexy dude there's monsters in the gelatin old Gary Sinise good movie hey you got me out here playing reindeer games <laughs> Um, another one Claws I don't know if it's still on Netflix but I mentioned it last year it's a uh, it's an animated movie about how Santa Claus became Santa Claus, and it's so good. Is it's it? on it's in my Christmas rotation. That. It's so good. I like the Polar Express too. I didn't. Want, I've never seen it. The kids love it. We Do watch they? it every year. Mm. Old Tom Hanks. Yeah, I never seen it. I to think. If I'm going, oh, I love Jingle All the Way, but you shit on that. Yeah, it didn't age well. It doesn't hold up for it's me. Still great. I still watch it every year. <laughs> About to deck your halls, bub. I'll just do uh, Bad Santa again. Bad Santa again. Just revisit it a year later. We should do the second one. Uh, give me an excuse to watch it. Yeah, I've only seen it the one time, so it'd be nice to revisit it. Well, Kathy Bates playing his mom. Yeah. That would be hilarious. <laughs> Have you uh, watched anything lately? I, I told you I saw Wakanda Forever. Yeah. Um, and I watched, you said you hated it. I didn't hate it. Didn't hate <laughs> you said it was the worst movie Marvel's put out to date. All right, calm down. <laughs> didn't say all that. So the writing could have been a little stronger. Yeah. But there was definitely some cool stuff. We got the new Iron Iron Man woman. It's uh, Ironheart. In the movie? 
Yeah. Oh, okay. She's got some. She she built a. So are we going full female superheroes now? This will like uh, the Avengers is going to be very women. Yeah. The next move, next go around. But yeah, she uh, built her shit out of vibranium. It's pretty dope. It was cool part. The wife said she wants to watch it, so we might end up going and watching it. We have the movie tickets, and we haven't been going, so we have four movie tickets that we need to spend. So I think what it is for me personally, what I didn't like about it was, it's hard to carry a franchise on without the guy. Yeah, and not only that, but Chadwick Boseman. I was talking to my wife about this the other day. Like, you know how certain people were just born to play certain parts, Mm -hmm. like. Like Johnny Depp was meant to play Captain Jack, you know. Uh, De Niro was meant to play Michael Corleone, or uh, sorry, Pacino was meant to play Michael Corleone. You know, shit like that, dude. Like certain people just were meant for it. Like Chadwick Boseman was the great Black Panther. Right, like, he was just fantastic. He was a fantastic actor, period. But just made like just just made you feel like that could be a real person. I don't know. He felt like the realest thing to a superhero like we had with that. Agreed, but what are they supposed to do when the actor passes away? Like they, And that's what I'm saying, and that's the unfortunate thing about it. So I did, I felt like it didn't matter what they did, it was never going to be as good. Right. You know what I mean? And I felt like as good as it could have been without him, mm-hmm. that's what it was. You know, they, they, they gave you all the good supporting characters and... You know, people stepped up and, you know, like I said, it's, it's tragic. Just, you know what I'm saying? It just kind of puts a damper on it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Cause you know that it's not going to be what you want. That's how I felt. Well, I think it's a shit movie, but the reboot of men in black, like without Will Smith, without, um, fuck, what's his name? Even Tommy Lee Jones in the third one. Yeah. I mean, he was in it for what? 10 fucking minutes. Mm -hmm. Like. I feel we got gypped. I mean, don't get me wrong. Josh Brolin did a great Tommy Lee Jones impersonation. Yeah. But it just wasn't the same. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. But the reboot is just like, it's not the same. And I hated it anyway. I thought it was awful. I like old girl that plays uh, the girl, the, the, the lady agent in that. I forget what her name is. And Chris Hemsworth. I tried to watch it. I think I made it through like fucking 10 minutes of it. And I was just like, I don't care. I watched the whole thing just so I could say that I can, I hated every minute of it. Yeah. But it's like, that's what I was saying is like, there are certain things we have these special attachments to. And to like, when you reboot it, you're not going to capture those old feelings. And And like I said, I feel like it was more made just to bring Namor in and to, like you said, keep it going, you know, Right. But. Set up more Marvel is pretty much what they did. Like yeah. now you got a uh, old girl, uh, Julia, Julie, Julie, Louia Dreyfus from, mm-hmm. she was in Captain of Winter Soldier. Well, she pops up in this one for a few. She's got a little, she got a little side plot going and you know, they'd always have that. And that's why I said it sucks because Marvel has to make them to keep the, to keep their it, it universe feels like- going, you know? It feels like movies are made just to set up the next movie. Really are though, dude. And that's what this is. Like this is a hundred percent what this was. You yeah. Know? And you know, they gave him a great movie send off, you know, as far as like saying goodbye to the black Panther and all that. But mm-hmm. it, uh, it puts you in your feels dude. Cause you know, they got this mural of him, you know, and they show like a quick little montage of like him because it's just showing his sister at the funeral and she's having memories of him and it shows all these great scenes of him and it's just like fuck he's dead you know like, he, he really is like dead. in real life yeah, yeah, yeah he's yeah. really that's fucking the worst. dead that's you know? the worst part yeah and uh you know it was all done tasteful and shit and you know but mm-hmm. like I said the writing even the way they killed him in the movie like it wasn't as cool like you should it should have been way cooler like he died fighting thanos or some shit would have been better than you know what i mean like yeah then what they just gave him a heart attack pretty much like Mm. well i'm off sunday so i might go and check it out not that there's a whole lot else in movie theaters anyway i was just about to say like right now you're you know the slim pickings unless you want to see black adam which is a hundred percent a comic book movie no, I think that's what the wife wanted to see was Black Adam, not Black Panther. I mean, it's The Rock, baby. And we'll go watch both. We'll have a double double theatrical day. That'd be dope. Yeah. 
I would have rather knocked them both out at the same time. <laughs> but yeah, uh, I think that's it for comic book movies this year. I don't think we have any more to look forward to. Unless you count Avatar. But I don't think Avatar is a comic. It's not, but I'm not excited for that at all. I was thinking about it. Should I go watch it? They put a brand new trailer out in the Wakanda Forever mm-hmm. uh, when I was going to see that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Dude, the new trailer looks even better, dude. Like, it looks like they got another hit on their hands. Man. You know what? I'm going to go watch it just it, so I can say. It may not be as good as the first one, but it's going to be good. Like, yeah, tell, I just I just want to have an opinion on it and not like ride the coattails of other people's opinions. So I'm gonna go watch it. I'm gonna have my own feelings on it, and I'll be truthful. I'll be honest because I fucking hate the first one. I saw the fucking Ant Man three trailer though, and that I hadn't seen that. That's gonna be a fucking good one, dude. They got uh Kang the Conqueror is the bad guy in this one. <laughs> Kang the Conqueror. I don't know who that is. Comic books, bro. Yeah, I know. I'm just saying. Read a I fucking comic book, bro. <laughs> I picked up some uh, Indiana Jones comics. I didn't know that was a thing. Yeah, man. They yeah. make everything in the comics it nowadays. A, so. No, no, no. It's not new ones. These are old. Well, I... They're from the Raiders of the Lost Ark. So they put out comics to go along with it's the movies. It's a four-part comic that's based on the movie. Mm. So you read the movie through four issues. I, I got, see. I got the second and third one. I didn't, couldn't find the first and fourth. Yeah. And I got them for 50 cent. They're probably online somewhere. I got to pay 20 bucks for them. <laughs> I'll get them for 50 cent one day. Yeah. That's part of the fun, Greg. That's part of the hunt. I know. So the uh, the wife started picking up collecting Pokemon cards. And I want to buy her some of the special ones. She's like, no, that takes out all the fun. I want to find them in the booster packs. Yeah. By the way, don't buy cards off Amazon. Are they fake? They, no, they're not fake, but they have these... Uh, they break them open and take all the good ones, basically. And they give you all oh. the like shit ones. So she got like a hundred cards for ten bucks or something like that, or something along those lines. I don't but know. It was exactly. like all like trainer cards and shit. It was all fucking trash. Oh man. So she had like one good card that wasn't even all that great. That sucks. So she's gonna stick to the booster packs. You need to go to. Uh, you need to go to like if you're wanting Pokemon cards. GameStop. GameStop has a lot of them. Um, Targets. Walmart, if you can hit them. Target's usually dried out, though. And GameStop is on the same plaza, so might as well go over there. GameStop has had them like crazy. Uh, They have. Their whole, like, half of their store is Pokemon cards. If you want, like, older older sets, like, Five Below has has boosters for five bucks. Mm -hmm. Um, I think they're Darkness Ablaze right now. But, like, that's, like, four, five sets, six sets ago, but... It just depends on what you want them. If you go to dollar stores, dollar stores will have older tens and shit. Mm-hmm. Like, I just get whatever I can for cheap. I don't know what the difference of the... So, I, I only was active during the first generation. I know I didn't pay attention to the generations after. You got a lot so. to learn there, rookie. I know, right? We're, we're not in Kansas anymore. So, I don't know what the different sets mean. <sighs> Everything's off Sword and Shield. They're all based off of whatever video game series is out. Mm-hmm. So they used to be Neo Genesis, and then they moved on to uh, Sun and Moon, and now it's everything's the last. It's like it's Sword and Shield, Darkness Ablaze, Sword and Shield, uh, Brilliant Stars. Sword, you know what I'm saying? So they're all different sets, but they're all from that overall. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So what is the first generation considered? Gen 1. Gen 1? Kanto region. Yeah. Can you get those booster packs or are they like... <laughs> you want to sell a fucking kidney? Are they really that expensive? <sighs> to find an original one that's got like the possibility of finding a Charizard in yeah. it? Yeah. Yeah, dude. You're paying like 800 bucks. Really? Yeah. Holy shit. Just for the, just for the chance. At it, just dude. for the chance, yeah. And shit, there's always the... Uh, you could get Logan Paul, bro. Spend two million on an unopened fucking Gen One booster box, and it turned out that it was just the box, nothing but GI Joe cards and shit inside of it. No, yeah, dude paid him and like two other people put their money together, paid like two point three million dollars for this fucking thing. How was that even legal? Mm. 
They got scammed hard. Yeah. But the thing was, is the dude that had bought it, like, he had had it on eBay. It was like an eBay grail. Like, nobody would pay the fucking money for it. Mm -hmm. And this fucking dude was like, I'll buy it and open it up on YouTube. And, like, if we get the fucking Charizard or whatever. I just don't see how you can advertise it as one thing and it's not what it says it is. Well, apparently the guy that put it on eBay got scammed, too. That's how long this fucking urban legend had been going it was the only sealed box left in the world is what is what they advertised it as yeah and he had done it before he had went on there and bought these sealed packs that people had and he had hit big he had a fucking hundred thousand dollar charizard and put in this fucking diamond encrusted case and he carries it around on his fucking neck like an asshole <laughs> Like, that's what I'm saying, dude. People are so like, stupid. People are retarded sometimes, man. <laughs> Especially if they're young and have enough money. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, like, it's just crazy, man. Like, that child's playing cards are worth that much fucking money. Yeah, I was watching the Pawn Stars, and there was this guy that brought in a half a million dollars of Charizards. I was like, the fact that he has that he collected them too like it's not like he bought these he's right. been collecting cards since uh he said his son got into it and then uh his son moved on with his life he's like but i kept doing it and so he had all these charizards like lined up on the glass table fucking it was fucking insane and fucking rick probably lowballed the fuck out of him no rick's like i don't know anything about this god's bringing in one of my experts yeah 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 and even when he uh he graded everything and said it was worth the money that he was asking for. He's like, I still don't understand it, so I'm not going to give you a half million dollars for all this. You're dumbass. <laughs> You'd have made his money back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. See, that's the thing, though, man. You have to have the patience and the and the to know that like you're looking for a certain buyer. Mm-hmm. You're not looking for, you know, anybody's not going to just come and pay this kind of money. It, right, exactly. It's you got to have the right person to want it. Now that's what everybody's freaking out now because, you know, card collecting, not just Pokemon, but in everything went up significantly during the, the pandemic. Yeah, because nobody else had anything else to do, so they just started collecting cards. So they were stuck inside, so they got into it. Dude, yeah. people were getting guns pulled on them in Target by other people because they were taking too many. Like, bitch, you're going to leave some for me. Oh, my God. These are grown men that aren't getting them for children. They're getting them for themselves. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've seen the videos. There are videos online of grown men busting into Target as soon as the doors open and going to the card section and fucking hoarding it all. It's like Black Friday all over again. I don't know if it's still that bad anymore, but... They do things to try to... Mitigate. Yeah, like, you know, they'll do online or early. Stuff like that. Yeah. I was going to get into the sports collecting cards, but I'm just like, uh, I have too many hobbies as it is. Plus, I'm going back to school, so I don't have time for it anyway. Bro, I, uh, I just have like binders full of fucking cards that I've had since I was a kid that just sit there. I don't get into it because now it's like everything else, brothers. If you just had somebody's rookie card, right? Mm-hmm. And it was either one of the big three. Yeah. It was a Don Russ, a Tops, or a Starter, whatever. Um, You knew that it was worth some money. But now you got diamond holograph, one of these. You know, there's like 42 autographs, stitch, jersey piece. There's like 40 different kinds of cards out there, man. Right. One of them could be worth five bucks. One of them could be worth a hundred. You, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? It's just so much to keep up with, dude. Right. It's literally just like, it's just a full blown hobby. It really is. And I, I got friends on TikTok that that's what they do. Mm-hmm. They love that shit. And more power to you, brother. Um, I've even kind of fell back with the Pokemon, you know what I mean? I'll buy me and B a couple packs every now and then. Like I said, I got a deal on those tens. I got five tens for ten cent or for five cent. Mm-hmm. They were a cent a piece, and I, I bought all of them. So, but so when you're collecting Pokemon cards, what are you looking for? Are you just seeing what you get? We or? just we just like the thrill of will we get a will we get a hollow? Yeah, you know, like will we get a full art? Because <laughs> you, know, you never know, you might get that Willy Wonka. You right, know, you pull that fucking one in a million card. We enjoy that. Mm, like, that's the thrill of it. Yeah, she's trying to collect like all of them. Her binder is set up to be able yeah. to fill in. See, I have friends like that too. That they're set. They're set completers. Mm-hmm. You know, I gotta complete the set. That's I gotta what, get all the full art. I gotta get all the. You know, 
And they'll buy pack after pack after pack to get them because they won't go and buy single cards offline. That's what the wife is doing. Yeah, well, you end up spending a lot more money that way. Yeah, but it's a hobby, so. Yeah, I mean, it's her money. Spend it how you want. Right. Um, But I told you, some people just have the touch. I watched a kid open three banger-ass cards after one after the other and trade it in and buy more packs. Yeah. He didn't care at all. He just took it. Took a $75 card and cashed it in for store credit. Got six more packs of Pokemon cards. Opened up, got another card that was worth $100. Went back up there, traded in, and got six more packs. I was like, you were insane, kid. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, and his dad was like, he does this shit every week. <laughs> and his dad was there. And his dad had 17 color-coded, crazy, like how your wife has hers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He had a whole library of them shits. And he had like every Pokemon card known to man. Wow. And I was like, what are you doing? He's like, I come up here every week, man. And me and my kids buy every pack he has. And then we just open them. We trade them, keep them, sell them. And he's like, look, I take a picture of them. I have an account. He's like, I sell half of the shit. I, he's like, that's how I make my money back. I was like, that's insane, dude. Yeah, that's too much. People have hobbies. Yeah. Well, our hobby is watching movies. And next week, Bedazzled, baby. Bedazzled. <laughs> Till then. <laughs>